one in which district of Bałty he used to practice sporting gyms where the snow was falling through windows, nicknamed Polish Hammer or Polish Machine, started as a goalkeeper in local wood soccer team and made it to the very top of National Basketball Association. Played with great success in Washington Wizards, Los Angeles Clippers and Phoenix Suns. Ladies and gentlemen, we have with us today the legendary Marcin Gorta. Woohoo! I'm welcome. <laughs> thanks, Marcin. Thanks for coming uh, to our humble little podcast, Americava. I'm actually first time we've done this. This is about our tenth episode. I'm actually yeah. a little bit, a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit like uh, intimidated. Uh, intimidated. Intimidated. Yeah. Nervous. I don't usually look up to people, but I'm physically looking up to you, and I think I actually have to look up to you based on what you're doing. Thanks for coming. First question. Um, where did it all begin? How did you go from Wooj to Oh, India? wow. Oh, it was a long story. Quick I mean, answer. it's a long story, but I'm going to, long, I'm going to make a long story short. Uh, it started in, obviously, my city, Wooj, where I was playing soccer. Uh, one of my teachers in my school said that, um, you know, if I, if I go to basketball, he's actually going to help me to uh, get better, better notes and uh, get better... Um, uh, better numbers in school. Uh, if I decide to go to basketball, he's gonna help me in school with classes and everything else. So uh, that was the reason I actually did try basketball. And you know, so that the, wasn't your first at the beginning. Sport. No, I, I was a soccer goalie. When I was you? a soccer goalie, and and I was practicing from probably age ten to about seventeen, some seventeen and a change. 17 and a half, I would say. And then. So you didn't play basketball? I didn't play basketball until I was 18, 18. Almost, almost 18. Yeah. Wow. So when I started playing basketball at age 18, yeah, that's how my, my, my whole adventure started. Had you ever dreamt at the time in Woods that you one day you will make it to the best uh, national basketball league in, in the world? Nah, that was, <laughs> you never, I never thought about that. I mean, uh, there was a lot of talking, obviously a lot of different rumors about me going into <clears throat> top teams in Europe, but you know, I never thought I'm gonna be an NBA player. Uh, but eventually, you know, when I started practicing and playing at the higher level, uh, um, things so, things turn out different for so me. So how did you get noticed? Was it like what so was the, the quick? I know it's a long story, but the quick progression. Like so, I went from I went from a, a, a Polish league to to German league, and I was over there. I went to German league because I was uh, uh, I was spotted by the by the Serbian coach okay. when I was playing with a national team under uh, under twenty national team in the France uh, in a small tournament in France, okay. and they spot me over there, and they said, "Well, you know, you look good." You know, come over to Cologne, okay. to Germany. We're gonna, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna check what you can, what you can do, and uh, you know, and that's how it started. Okay. I signed for your. Then comes okay. 2005, a breakthrough year for you. You learned that you were drafted to NBA. Can you relive the experience and tell us how it was, how it felt that you finally made it? Well, uh, so. I was sitting actually in a hotel, uh, not that far from Madison Square Garden, and you know the first 30, 30, name, uh, 30 picks in the draft, you have uh, Adam Sil um, uh, David Stern, who right. is actually announcing them, and the next 30 is his uh, assistant. Uh, back then, it was obviously Adam Silver, present uh, commissioner now. And we had a situation that uh, the last numbers from 50 to 60 basically are being read, they, they being read so fast mm -hmm. that 
you know, sometimes you got commercials and after commercials, all of a sudden you, you have five names that being picked, you know, right. you have, you have, uh, they writing down five names. They have been picked already and you have, you didn't even see it. So right. that's what happened. I was sitting in front of the TV. There was a commercial, some kind of a commercial. And next thing I know, I see my name on the bottom of the, of the screen and there, you know, there's, there's my name, Marching Gordon from Paul and he's being picked by Orlando Magic. And what comes through your mind then? Well, I'm I'm freaking out. Now what do I do? <laughs> And matter of fact, I was picked by Phoenix. Originally, I was picked by Phoenix. So the first phone call I'm getting is from our uh, second player from Poland from the NBA that went to the NBA, Maciek Lampy. Uh, okay. So he's picking, he's calling me. He's like, dude, dude, we are in the same team. Like, unbelievable. We're okay. going to be in the same team. Okay. And one minute later, I'm getting a phone call from my agent like, don't be so happy. You are not going to Phoenix. You are in a different <laughs> team. I was like, what? I was like, just hold on. I'm going to call you in five minutes. I'm on the phone with them right now. Okay. So, so he, he called me, right. He called me and says, uh, hey, You are in Orlando, imagine in Florida. I was like, What? whatever. I said, whatever. That's fine too. The I mean, best moment of your life? Um, back then, yes. Obviously, that was the best moment of my life, but not anymore. Definitely not anymore. Uh, so I would say probably that better moment. <laughs> the, the moment when I was. Right, it was a family show. All right, let's, there, let's there, there was the moment when I was putting a signature under the contract for 60 million. That was a better one. That's that's 60 million. We'll get to the money. 60 million was better. There was 60 million more reasons to, so had to you be been, happy. Had you been to the U.S. before, other than that draft day? No, that was. Too, That was the first that was time. my first time. So yeah, what's that your, was my first time. So then from there, how soon before you're in camps and trainings and, and right well, away? Or is it? I, one thing I learned very quick is that you buying everything in the United States in big portions. Like you buying, <laughs> you can't buy a little soda. You buying two, a gallon right. of soda. Go big, like, go you big or go yeah, home. Yeah, you, you say yes. go big or go home. Right. You can't buy a little pack of chips. You buying, you know, five <laughs> pounds. At least. I like the mega pack here is like the, the little mini pack. Yeah, like States, so basically yeah. you can't can't buy anything small. You're buying everything large. Okay. Like like there's uh you know cataclysm coming or like disaster like something end of days. Is, like end of days, like end chips. of the world like you gotta you gotta Did you like up. this transition into everything big? Well it it, it was It was new, you know. You were standing in New York City. You look up and you see you see all these tall buildings and like Jesus Christ, like like what the hell is going on in this city? Like right, you, it does you know, press in on you. It is, it is. So I was very, I was very, um, I, I was shocked, yeah. and I learned quickly. You know, I was traveling from city to city. Uh, you know, I had workouts and different tryouts, and I was um, half of the time I spent it at the airport, and I learned that you know people in different cities are. I mean, certain states and cities, people are different, like completely. What do you mean? Talk about that a little bit, because I, this is something that I try to tell. tell well, like in New York, know. like in New York, you have, first of all, a lot of international people. That's a very international city. Uh, there is there is an energy in the air is is, is, is incredible. It's congested. Like you, you, you walk around New York City, everybody's in rush. Right. Everybody's doing go, go, something. Go. Yeah, they're going somewhere. Next thing you know, you're flying to Flor Florida and all of a sudden everything slows down right. like people don't go in they don't rush you know in new york or la people go to restaurants and uh you know they have to be dressed up shirts you know jeans you know uh, right. nice casual shoes
shoes. Then you go to Florida and you got people going flip flops everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. And you know? all, all it's a the, business meeting. It's a business meeting. You got flip flops and t shirts. Formal you know? flip flops or the casual? So, you know, and, and like, how can you, you got to adjust, yeah. you know, you got to adjust. You can't go. And, and on top of that, you know, in New York, you have a different weather. In Florida, you have a different weather. Right. The humanity is completely different. Right. So right. you go in the, in the suit to the meeting in Florida and, and, and 10, 15 minutes, yeah. you're going to be Done. soaking wet because Done. you're just sweating like crazy. And you've just described so many vibes of the di different regions of the U.S. and you coming from uh, Wuch, Baute, which right. of those vibes was came most natural for you? Well, I mean, what I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anything I could really compare from from my city where I grew up. Um, you know, there's United States and Poland. We different. We completely different. I mean, I I experienced so many different situations that, uh, you know, you guys are way more open for different things what mm. I would say like uh, it's a very sensitive set subject but like um, you know uh, LGBT mm. uh, you know it's in the United States you guys are way open for that uh, here in Poland obviously it's a, it's a huge discussion about that and it's obviously huge politi politician uh, political war right. so we're not going to touch that subject <laughs> but you guys are open for way more things and um, you know it's so many uh, Um, different organizations, foundations, and different uh, people just just people that are helping and and um, this, the the government is comp working completely different way in the United States than is working in Poland. Well, so. that, that's a good actually a good segue because you know we work with you guys with your your foundation, the MG13 Foundation. You do a lot of volunteer work, a lot of uh, giving back to the community. Where did right. that come from? Did that come from your experience? In well, the States, it, it did. did first it of all, it did came it, it came from it came from states too. Uh, you know, not only from. Uh, MBA, but also came from just the knowledge of being an MBA where I hang out with the veteran players and I hang out with a lot of very important people and obviously rich people and each one of them had an impact on me saying that, all right, so there are two choices, you know, you can make a lot of money and you can, you can, you can enjoy your life, you know, go to all the clubs and party and you can buy all the jewelry, diamonds, yeah. and you can do whatever you want to do. You can travel right. and you can live your life or that you can pick that life, which is the easy life, or you can pick the, the, the harder life, mm -hmm. but make an impact on community. And it was a very short decision for me. Um, I felt, always felt that I want to help, you know, I want to help uh, either, either way, you know, either sending money or just sacrificing my time to the people, to the community. And I think at this point, after 12 years of having foundation, we have a mix of both. Yeah. You know, it's about, you know, sometimes sometimes you need more, you, you got to dedicate your time. Sometimes you just got to give, you know, money or sometimes you got to just spend time with a person. Right. Sometimes you just got to, uh, your presence is needed, you know, and, and that's, that's what I learned. It's a, it's, a, it's a big commitment. Yeah. And I learned that in the United States, you know, besides, One thing we don't have in our, unfortunately, community, uh, it's changing. I would say it's changing, but it's not as big as, as uh, in the United States. You guys are, for example, athletes. You guys mm. developing athletes not only on the court, okay. but you guys also developing athletes off the court. Okay. You know, creating programs, creating opportunities for, you know, uh, another career after your career, right. after right. your post-career. Right. Uh, you guys creating uh, opportunities to become a broadcaster uh, mm -hmm. or 
or you know uh, an agent or a manager you yeah. know um, so you guys creating a lot of opportunities for example for the athletes are you oh sorry go ahead. you just Martin alluded to the extreme wealth that you can amass as a very successful NBA player so I was just wondering have you never had this uh, feeling that this wealth this money can separate you from the friends you had from your regular life uh, well I think it did separate me from few few of them but to be honest with you uh, you know it's it's very difficult to it's very difficult because we grew up in an environment where you know many of us didn't have money you know it you know having beautiful shoes or you know living in a nice house it was it was almost impossible everybody grew up in you know small apartments uh you know we we had we didn't have very we didn't have our luxury clothes we didn't have luxury toys you know and we had maybe one computer that was being sent from friend to friend and each one of us had that computer for a few hours few days and we were playing then switching back giving back to the friend to, to another friend so you know that one computer we were bumping you know through 10 people in the in the, in the neighborhood so it, it was definitely uh it was definitely great memory but all of a sudden you know each one of us you can afford anything yeah I can afford anything but you know each one of us is is responsible for his fate you know right. I mean some person decide to sit you know front of the house and do nothing I decide to go and work hard and I can I can't comp- I can't comp- I can be Somebody can, you know, my friends can be mad about that, you know, because I decide to work. So I work for everything very hard. And we came to the point where obviously, you know, I'm a little bit more wealthy than, than I was when I was young. And all of a sudden you're coming back home and, you know, you, you, you're driving beautiful car, you have, you know, big house and you have different things and, and your friends don't have that. And it, it, it is very awkward, awkward yeah. moment. But I think the most important thing is to just the relationship you have with people and I do I did had friends that you know kind of couldn't understand that and we lost our connection you know we separated but there's a lot of friends that we still you know cool like we little kids well uh, with the foundation what, what you you mentioned that we develop uh, you know the side careers and all that are you what, what are your goals what are your hopes with your foundation what do you hope to achieve what are you trying to do and what have you done over the last 12 years well <clears throat> I think we uh you know our events are going bigger and bigger um, at you know at some point we will have to probably slow down also because you know we, we can just create so many opportunities lot, and yeah. so many events because you know to keep it you know quality events and and have the impact on the community you, we, we can grab everything that we can you know we have to we have to focus on maybe two three four things the most and we can do everything that we can yeah. you know I, I mean we can practice with kids we can create opportunities you know like uh, academies and next thing you know all of a sudden we want to help also kids that are in these you know right. collecting money for surgeries like we can do everything yeah. like we have to focus maybe on two three things and we have to stick to it and and we've been doing a lot of different things for the 12 years we have sports schools uh, we 
we have academies, basketball academies, we have our camps, we have our big celebrity games. Um, we sending kids uh, to states, um, you know, the best kids from our programs, they going to uh, America to, to colleges, high schools. So we do a lot of different things. And um, in the near future, we're gonna probably have uh, another foundation, uh, well, the same foundation, but it's gonna, it's going, it's, it's gonna be opened in the United States. Oh, really? So, whereabouts? Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be the same foundation. It's just gonna be easier for us from a, kind of from the document standpoint. Okay. It's gonna be easier for us, and uh, we're gonna do different uh, events also in LA, in Great. Orlando, uh, whatever is the Polish community, you know, mostly. Uh, so there is a lot of things we want to do for the future. And question: Why did I open foundation? Because I felt like because I felt that I want to help. That's the first of all, and two. You know, my dream is, you know, obviously each one of us have a different dreams. You know, one time it was, I want to make it to the NBA. Second one, I want to survive an NBA. Okay, I've done that too. You know, I want to have a kids and family. Well, I'm, I'm quite sure it's going to happen too. But the most important thing I would say is just, I want to be remembered. I want to be remembered. And one day when, uh, you know, I've been, I've been, uh, hopefully at age 100 something, I'm going to close my eyes. Yeah. People will remember me not only as a basketball player, but they will also remember me as a, as a human who was uh, who had an incredible impact on community. And, and I, I've built the system. My foundation is going to exist way longer than me or you or anybody yeah. else in this, in this world. Uh, this foundation is going to be secure and it's going to be working for years we, we are sure it's gonna happen but coming back to surviving uh, in NBA which you just which you just mentioned uh, I was just wondering because for every athlete uh, making it to NBA must be a dream come true but only you can realize how much stress you can endure in order in order to stay at the top how much stress it is to fend off continuously the relentless competition from younger players can you share a, a little bit about it well obviously everybody thinks you know basketball is just about bouncing the ball and and everybody you know you're you getting just dunk it, right? yeah you just, you just you, you're getting just, big paychecks yeah. you know you and people enjoying 20 you go into the right. game and people as a basketball you know player you're watching and you know you're watching all these beautiful arenas 20,000 people is watching you and you it's know okay. and and everybody thinks like yeah, yeah you just roll out of bed yeah. but well let me tell you something at age 35 you go back to back games Tuesday Wednesday and uh, play 35 minutes a game and try to wake up next day in the morning on yeah. Thursday yeah. go to the bathroom in the morning I promise you it ain't that easy not good. Who's you know yeah. and I, I I've seen it I was a witness of you know situations where my teammates veterans that I grew up with at age they had to play at, at, at age 37 38 because you know they still try to make extra money for you know to to, to put it on the side to you know to have money to live you know right. live off yeah. and at age 38, these guys had no knees, you know, both hips destroyed, uh, lower back destroyed, and basically for the rest of their lives, they're gonna have to do corrective exercise in the morning just to be able to function regular way. How are you feeling? You look like you're in so good shape, you're ready to go? I, f I'm, I feel like Take I'm okay. Care of yourself. I, I, I will, I, you know, no con con considering, of, uh, considering, potato chips, considering, and, uh, you know, the big gulp at the 7 -11. No, no, oh no, we don't do that. You know, considering, you know, the minutes that I played and practices that I practice and games that I played and games that I haven't missed because yeah. I basically haven't missed any games. Yeah. Knock right, knock on wood. Then uh, I will consider my body in good shape. Okay. Um, what it means, it doesn't mean that. <laughs> 
you know, I can eat pizza every day. Right. I don't have to work out. Of right. course, I got to work out. But if out, you are right? in such a good shape, isn't it too early a little bit for retirement? Uh, yeah, I also... I think I, the league I, I decides. I ex yeah, I expect... <laughs> uh, tr true, I expected that question, you know, sooner or later. But Sorry. <laughs> I, I, was, I was ordered to ask it. You know, that order came from upon high. It's not, right. not me well, marching at this point, well, at this go for the Celtics. Just saying, right? No, no. I mean, just as you said, the, the league dictates, um, you know, a little bit. It's a meritocracy, um, right? You, you know, first of all, the league changed, and uh, it changed dramatically for us big men. It changed dramatically. You know, if you're not a big man that shoot threes, you can basically forget about playing yeah, time. And changed. you know, back in the day, for me being a big, it was about going under the basket and just you know muscle up right. with everybody else and everybody else. The and, Bill Lambeer style, right? Just Let's go. Let's Look that go. up, kids at home. I know that's Look, another right. Generation. Just go inside. Go inside. Get dirty. You know. Let's <laughs> let's bleed. Let's see who's gonna bleed first. And that's that's how I grew up. And next thing you know, twelve years later, there's no big man who wants to go inside because they all shooting threes. Yeah. You know. And the you game's changed. Right? The, the game, game changed. So you know, if 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 so, how's your if, three? <laughs> uh, <laughs> crap, <laughs> crap. <laughs> I mean, a super uh, it, three, you know, too. thank God that the ball will touch the rim, but I don't think it will yeah. go in. But just bottom line is I'm not going to learn shoot threes at right. age 35. Yeah. It's too late for that. It's like, you know, you try and learn a kid, you know, or grown man do, do things that, you know, people learn at age, you know, right. two, three. So it, it, it's you impossible. Can't, you can't teach an old center new tricks. Yeah, exactly. You right. can't teach old Marshall, center old. Th there know. was some talk that you could potentially join the Polish national uh, basketball um, team. Is it an option? No, not a chance. Not a chance. That 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 whole subject is closed for me. Uh, as I said before, I already retired from the national team, and uh, I, I don't think there is a need for old 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 head guy go to the team where it's very young. They they're rebuilding the whole team, and I think I think it will be very. Uh, um, very unnecessary move. Right. Have you seen any changes here in Poland with the basketball development and the level of play? I think is I think we are kind of floating. We kind of floating on uh, on top of the water, and you know, uh, to be what honest with mean? you, like we, well, we kind of standing in the same place. Uh, okay. yeah, there, are, there are years we slightly moving up. There are years we kind of falling down, and and unfortunately, if we if we're not gonna have a big time sponsor, big time person. Who's gonna put you know a decent money on our on our uh, federation mm -hmm. and on our sport? We are not going to be able to grow. grow. Is, We're just not going to grow. It, we, it's impossible. Is this a like I, I, we work with other sports here? We try to promote uh, other you know Ameri uh, baseball and, and basketball and, and American football even as a as a presence here. But I feel like soccer or, or football, as you say in Europe, is sort of dominating the, the sphere. Is that the sense? Does it suck up all the money, air? It, it does. It did. I mean, uh, I mean, if Europe, if, the, if soccer federation got you know a budget for two hundred millions, and yeah. all of a sudden uh, basketball federation got only two millions, yeah. then and, yeah, yeah, I mean, you you, you can't you can't really compare. Can you can't compare. You and know, the best athletes probably are and towards soccer. of course, right? And most of the athletes, it's it, you know. Polish athletes is, you know, half of them. If you mention 10 top athletes, you know, top 10 athletes in Poland, then probably, yeah, five of them is soccer players, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so, and they're definitely the best paid soccer players. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's something that, that, that that's how it is in our country and unfortunately uh, you know I wish it could be different but right. but um, you know there was a time basketball was famous and I think that people that 
you know, when the generation changed and uh, the next generation didn't make a result, yeah. uh, unfortunately, and that's how it is. You already said what you very much liked about uh, the United States, their openness, but I was just wondering, over the years you spent in the US, what was that you missed most from Poland? What I missed the most from Poland? Um, depends what year we're talking about, like, for example, uh, Orlando. Um, I always miss food. You know, I never had food in Orlando, Polish food. Um, LA, we have Polish restaurants. We have a big community. Uh, in Washington, I had a, actually Polish chef cooking for me. Uh, and the same chef was cooking for uh, Embassy, which which was pretty cool because... Good endorsement. Uh, yeah, good endorsement. Uh, he's a very, very talented young man who was able to cook, you know, just simple Polish food that I love. And... and um, I, I probably miss, you know, France family. That was that was, you know, the only thing that I was missing the most. But uh, at the end of the day, I also learned like, listen, this is business. You know, that's my work. That's my job. I got to do what I got to do. You know, I wasn't crying at home. I, I was a witness of a lot of American players uh, going back to Europe. They finished college. They didn't make it to the NBA. They were they had to go back to, you know, they had to go to overseas to Europe. You know, to make some money for living. And next thing you know, the guys homesick he's yeah. sitting at home you know and after one month and you know grown man 25 years old man is crying crying like wow. baby and you're thinking like what the hell is wrong with grow you man? Like, like grow up you know? so they, no, never, I, they weren't ready for that i miss my i miss my mom i miss my you know i miss my home i miss my friends i'm yeah. like man you making money i say you're making money now for your for your life for living like what are you talking about but, i mean i think that's yeah. indicate indicative of how in the u.s sports is sort of like uh, all-encompassing it's a life i mean it's in schools you start at five you're playing, playing, it's all around you. So these guys were probably, they didn't know anything about anything. Well, I mean, for, like I said, like I, trainings for, of like, course, you know, I mean, listen, NBA, in NBA, you can have, in NBA, you can have a lot of different people. And that's, that's what is unique about the NBA. You have 15 guys in the locker room. Each one of them is completely different. I'm talking about completely different. There's a guy, you're going to ask him, uh, what would, what, what would you like to eat? He's going to say chicken wings, yeah. chicken wings. I said, listen, you can go to the best restaurant in the United States of America, I want chicken wings. I want chicken wings for two ninety nine. Oh my god! So and I said, my man, you you making? I said you make millions. You are NBA player. Live a little. Live live your life yeah. a little bit better. But they don't know. Then you go to the game. People put you know some people putting suits. This guy is rolling in t shirts and shorts. Yeah. I said, listen, you can afford better clothes. Why right. is right. uncomfortable? I said, listen, I understand. You gotta you gotta get yourself out of your comfort zone. You so you're got, like you're, a role model for these. Well, we try. So yeah. then you go to one guy and I said, do you know where is Poland? No. <laughs> is it city or country? I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, I'm like, listen, man. <laughs> I said, have you ever left your city? I said, no, I never left my neighborhood. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Like, okay, let me educate you a little bit. Yeah. So was it so. at that moment that you realized you want to promote Poland a little bit with your cloud? You started your Polish nights, right? Right, we started Polish nights, uh, Polish heritage nights. It was very important for me to uh, introduce our Polish culture and community to to American and culture. They're hugely and you know, I mean back in LA it was I mean it was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean we had over two and a half thousand Polish people at the stands. That's amazing. And um, you know the one thing I was proud of the most was that, you know, when you were in Washington, Phoenix, you know, the communities are big over there, but I would say you have uh, uh, that, that that community was a kind of community with a lower income. Okay. And 
they were coming supporting me to the game i was proud of i was super proud of that in la you have most of the people that are living in la are kind of rich people a rich community polish community mm-hmm. and i was afraid they, they're gonna say well it's gortat yeah big time i mean whatever basketball players like we're not gonna come we're not gonna show up mm-hmm. and next thing you know you have two and a half thousand people wow. I, it was incredible That's i was amazing. i was shocked i was i was i was happy that people that showed up uh came to supported me you know they helped me to grow they we grew together you know with with this polish community we show who we are what we represent you know we have a beautiful culture beautiful hi- history and and you know I, i was fortunate enough to have a great organization they helped me to you know put everything together we were preparing for about four months wow. since the beginning of the season and we came up with an incredible event and uh yeah i was definitely proud of that but you're also bringing polish culture to america too so i mean do you view yourself as an ambassador i mean Uh, honestly, I mean, I mean an ambassador. I mean, because they come in different it's forms. It's a good title. Yeah, I like, yeah, yeah, let's get rid of the Polish hammer. How about the ambassador? The Polish ambassador. The Polish <laughs> ambassador of wrist, So it's still Polish machine, right? <laughs> yeah, Polish machine is still here. Uh, well, I, no, I, I, I kind of understand. Yeah, I kind of understand. Do that you feel like a burden or another burden? I, I mean, uh, obviously, I don't, obviously, I don't have the sticker saying Polish ambassador, but I definitely <laughs> feel like ambassador. You know, we'll get you um, You know, I, I think it was a, it was a process also in my in my head you know i had to grow as a man also you know when i made it to the nba i was a little kid you yeah. know just because just just because i was 23 years old doesn't mean i was a man yeah. you know your your perspective change you know in, in in the past few years my perspective changed in the past few years and i understood and i took the responsibility that you know i'm representing 40 million people country and i have to do whatever i can to show americans that we are you know incredible country we you know we are democratic democratic country and what's the most what's the most important thing we are a very proud country and um you know i learned that you know the way you dress whatever you say um whatever you do people would judge you who polish people are yeah. you know and who they are and who we are And I learned a lot about that. And, um, you know, uh, the best, uh, I, the past few years, I, I was just trying to represent my country the best as, as I can. Yeah, that's a big burden. I mean, but, I mean, so where, where do you go from here? I mean, what, uh, the career, once the career's over, what are your, well, do we have uh, any plans? Are you, I know you're Florida based. Are you going to yeah, stay in Florida? Yeah, I'm, I'm based, for, I'm, I'm Florida based now, but I'm also going to uh, buy a house in, in California. By the way, do you still keep this small apartment in Baut, uh, in in a block of flats? Well, my mom, lives over there uh, the don't, other one don't give out the address yeah, yeah the, the other one the, the other, other one, one is being rented now um, <laughs> is being rented now because so there's still an option that marching guard that one day will come back to live in Bauti right you know what yeah I mean I, I do live in Bauti still but it's just you know I, unfortunately I had to change this little apartment to two bedroom apartment I had to change it to a bigger house because when I landed with four big bags and I opened up all these bags <laughs> I swear God I couldn't make it to the bathroom you know so So, I mean, I'm not even so mentioning... You get that American lifestyle in Yeah, you well, that's, that's, that's how it <laughs> you've is. Been, and you've been infected by the I American. mean, imagine that you, you know, in America, you, you, you have a big, big, beautiful house with AC, which is very important. You got AC in the house, and all of a sudden you're coming here, you know, you try and go sleep, and 10 p.m. all of a sudden, you know, behind uh, behind the wall, there's somebody knocking in the wall because he's oh, building. Drilling. Yeah, oh, yeah. drilling, yeah. because he's Welcome building something, right? Reality. I'm trying. That's the real Polish yeah. Right, that's the, and then you try and listen. You're the you Polish know. hammer, he's the Polish drill. Uh, driller. <laughs> 
you try you try and watch TV louder and people hitting in the in the walls like yo shut this down I'm trying to get some sleep I was like what is going on here you know I'm like Don't so you know who I am yeah, yeah. no no well so I'm that, a guy that's who can't sleep that's that's what it changed you know uh, I said okay I think it's time for me to move on to a bigger spot and I decided to buy a house and I think that was one of the best decisions I made so as we are slowly moving to an end of this podcast I was just trying to uh, to ask you something on a more personal uh, note you've just described this coming of age in the United States how NBA made a man out of you uh, but at some point you say that you are very much afraid of getting old losing your youth and energy yeah. are you now past this stage have you reconciled yourself to this idea uh, you know what I'm I'm super afraid of being old you know I I just because I had such a great um time when I was a teenager and the time when I was growing as a man, you know, at age between 20 to 30, that was such a great time for me. I learned so much during that time that uh, I'm really afraid of getting old. Uh, on the way here, I actually spoke with my brother about, you know, I want, you know, I don't miss basketball now. You know, we just finished the season. So basically mentally, my, my mind, in my mind right now, I can really relax because this is the time when I'm, I'm, I'm done with the season. But there's one thing I can't accept is my body. You know, my body is changing. And, you know, back in the day, I could take off the shirt and, and, and you know, I look like a bodybuilder. And, you know, now you take off the shirt, it's like, Jesus Christ, put that shirt back. You get back the, on, the, dad like, body. Yeah, like, the dad body is what they uh, say. Yeah, it was yeah. like, Don't like, embarrass like <laughs> you're standing in front of the mirror and you're asking yourself, like, what happened? Like, come on, like, time, where is this thing? You know? Time wins all, time right. defeats and all. Exactly. Yeah. There's this saying, you can't defeat the yeah. father of time is right. undefeated, you know. So that's why that's the one thing I can't really accept. And, uh, you know, basketball wise, I'm, you know, time will show. I really, you know, my priorities change. You know, I'm, th I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking about different things now. And, uh, you know, after 12 years in the NBA, there was a time to say at some point, like, hey, man, come on, it's enough. I don't, like I said, I don't want to come to the point where my body is going to be completely broke. And, you know, Our bodies at age 35 sometimes are, you know, like we are 50 years old. So that's enough. That's enough. I mean, it seems like to me you have a good outlook. I mean, you, you've already said that you, you know, you want to be remembered as a, as a good person, giving back to the community. So I mean, that already it seems to me is a very mature way to approach the immort the, the mortality that we all have to face. So can there be right. any better punchline of this podcast? I don't think so, Martin. Thank you for coming. It's been a pleasure. I hope oh, it's been uh, fascinating. I hope you enjoyed it. Good luck in the season. Uh, Don't forget the Boston Celtics. I know. I'm just saying. Just, I'm not saying that I'm a fan. I don't know. Couldn't be. Couldn't be. I'm, I'm not a fan, but just, you know, don't forget Boston Celtics. <laughs> exactly. Just say it. And thank you very much for coming in. Appreciate you guys. Thanks. Okay.